Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Praise God. Good morning and welcome to everybody on this beautiful Sunday morning. I am so glad that you are here. And if you're streaming online, thank you for tuning in to our, as I call it, the Worldwide Broadcasting Center, broadcasting around the globe. Thank you for technology. I'm glad to see you today. And I'm so glad that we're here together. Someone shout together. This is a great day because we are stronger together. And this is a concerted, focused effort for us to realize the value of who we are. Before I get into my message, I just want to say as you leave this morning, they'll be giving out free ice creams to everybody. Just a little thank you gift for visiting. And as I was looking at my notes, I thought to myself, I think, to be fair to us, I think we made the decision a couple weeks ago when it was 116 degrees here to give out ice cream. So please don't ask them for hot chocolates and apple cider. We're not prepared for 66 degrees weather this morning. But a way for us to say thank you so they'll have a team out there as you exit out to get your free ice cream. And again, that's just our way of saying thank you for being here today. Enjoy it on the way home. If the weather's a little cool, just turn the heater up in the car and eat your ice cream. And you'll appreciate the ice cream and our efforts to bless you. To bless you. This message that I get ready to preach here is a collaboration between my grandson Drake and God and me. And so I wanted him to do his part, but he said public speaking wasn't really his calling. So he asked if I could just do a shout out and I consented to that. So thank you, son, for helping me put this together. As you probably know, we are excited to participate in the celebration of national back to church movement. All across the country, the body of Christ has gathered together to reflect and to reclaim the true nature of the church as a place of God's love, God's hope for ourselves, our friends, our neighbors, our community and the world. And as a church, you you know, but we are the collective hands of Christ. We are the collective feet that reflect him. And everything that you do and everything that I do is to grow in a relationship with God and actually with one another also. I know that everyone here today has a personal story and an experience with church. Some good in life-giving and some bad and painful. And for those that have had a bad experience with church, And it's been painful. Can I just tell you, I'm sorry. Church shouldn't be that way. I'm sorry if you have a scar. I'm sorry if you have a bruise from yesteryears. If you're streaming online this morning, I'm sorry if your mind goes back to a bad experience. And maybe you haven't really been with people. And you're not stronger because you're isolated. Church, I'm sorry as a pastor if that's ever happened to you. I don't know how to go back and fix that. But other than Brother John just today say, I'm sorry that the church... Because the church is people, and we're stronger together. But the enemy would try to divide and think, make us think that, no, I'm, I get more frustrated together. I get madder together. No, my friend, this is a concerted, focused effort to preach today that the church is stronger together. And we will make it through a pandemic and a COVID-19, and this will go away, and 
There'll be some normalcy eventually, but in the process, I want you to know more than ever before we sing the songs about it, the value of the body of Christ, the value of one another, that we can collectively put arms together and walk and march. And we are greater as a body, as a unit than we are by ourselves. So that's why I say we are stronger together. I am stronger because of you. I'm a better person because of you. I can accomplish more because of you. And not just me. I think that you are in a very similar situation. And again, I'm sorry if your experience or the actions of someone, a disciple of God, has fallen short. And it's contradicted the love of God in your life. But whatever path has led you here today, let me just say we honor you and we thank you. Whatever reason you clicked on this website or this live stream, we honor you and we thank you. And together we can be excited. This is a Sunday of belonging. A Sunday of together where we belong because we are stronger together. Someone shout stronger together. Más fuertes juntos. I was waiting for an amen, but... Más fuertos juntos. I might have messed it up with my English accent, but I'm trying to say stronger together in Spanish. And if there was ever a doubt of any sense of taking it for granted, this COVID-19 pandemic has sure reminded us how valuable each one of us are. You don't know what you have until it's taken from you. It's a cliche, but when things are stripped from you, you realize the value and the truth that you had. And having to distance ourselves and social distance has proven a powerful reminder that the value and the importance of the need to connect, to connect to one another, to connect in a connect group. We've all been living through this tangible reminder that we collectively have lifetimes coming together, that we need a community, I need a church, and we are stronger together as a church. We are more valuable together, not separate, not isolated. I do not want to serve God by myself. I do not want to fight spiritual warfare by myself. I do not want to be in the trenches with evil spirits and darkness by myself. I'm not saying we will not go down those paths. I'm not saying we will not end up in those valleys. But I do not want to be by myself because I realize that we are stronger together in adversity. Hello. And conversely, when you are on the mountaintop, you want people to rejoice with you. So I'm all right, we're stronger together in the valley. Yes, we are. But you know, when I'm on the mountaintop, let me put it to you this way. When it's my birthday, I want people there. What fun is a birthday by yourself? Woo, happy birthday to me. Woo-hoo. Boring. So just because you may be living on the mountaintop today, you don't have to live alone. Hey, let's rally, let's high five, let's shout, let's rejoice. Let's get some energy and synergy going. Why? Because we're stronger together. Can someone shout amen? I know you're seated, but you can stay seated. But let me just kind of read a scripture to you here. Ecclesiastes chapter 4. The Bible says two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? 
Though one may be overpowered, two can defeat themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. And so I'm going to preach to you this morning about stronger together. Did, did you catch the last part? A cord that is woven in three strands is not broken. It's stronger because they have come together. There's a collaborative effort to make something stronger. I take your attention to the country of Peru, I believe, where there's a village, there's some men, there's some ladies that take the Stronger Together serious and they wind things together. Take a look at the screen, if you would, please. The bridge in Peru is rebuilt every year using traditional Inca engineering techniques by the local communities on either side of the canyon. This bridge has been continually rebuilt in the same location since the time of the Incas. The entire bridge is built in only three days. To construct the bridge, grass called coyo is harvested and then prepared to be woven into large cables, beginning with small cord, which is twisted together from the local grass. These cords are then twisted to form a larger rope and the ropes are then braided to create the main cable. Up on the highway, the community works together to pull these ropes to stretch them out. These ropes are woven and twisted. Each rope is made from 30 of the small cords, and then three of these ropes are braided to form the cables that will support the bridge. After more stretching, the cables are then carried down to where the bridge will be installed. The old bridge is used to run the first cable across for what will become the new bridge. And then the old bridge is cut down and it falls into the water and is washed away by the river. All day long, the community pulls on the new cables to prepare them for the bridge. These supporting cables are anchored to the stone abutments on either side of the canyon. Victoriano Arisapana is the architect of the bridge, and he uses traditional methods which have been handed down in his family for centuries. It's a bridge that is woven together by ichu grass. The research shows that it's soaked in water before twisting into a rope, and each family contributes 130 feet of a two-ply rope woven by hand using a type of the hardy grass known as ichu. Vibrantly dressed women from the village braid at the top of the canyon, and participants collectively stretch, as you've seen. They twist small ropes to bind them together. They collectively work together. And on the third day, a handful of men with no fear of heights walk the structure while tying the small ropes and the handrails to the floor, making the fence which enables everyone to cross the bridge safely. I want you to watch this. No modern materials, no tools or machines are used in the whole process of building the bridge. Only grass and human power. 
The important thing about the itchy grass is that it always has been made by twisting and weaving multiple strands together to make it stronger than a one-strand grass. Very much in the same way, I think, that the church, that we are like the itchy grass bridge in Peru. We are stronger together because we are woven together by God's love and God's spirit, and that happens on multiple levels. And I thank God that what brought us together today makes us a stronger person and a stronger Christian because we weave our lives together. Every one of us have experiences. Every one of us have stories. But when we blend those stories together, it makes a church that is solid than a rock. And the gates of hell cannot even prevail against the people of the living God when we bring our lives together and we weave them together for one purpose. And that's for the purpose of Christ. It's not only for that, my friend, but as we live our life, if we've been baptized in the name of Jesus and he's washed away our sins, and then we have repented and God fills us with his spirit, we are not left alone to fight a battle. We are not left alone to meander through a pandemic, but we come to church to hear a word from God, a rhema, something specific for my situation where I live in. That's why I say to to you today that we are stronger together no matter how you feel. No matter the scars that you bear, no matter the frustration that you have faced over the last six months, please make a note of this. We are stronger together. We are more powerful together. And no force can come against us when we come together. Can you shout amen? Amen. And so, yes, I value this church. Yes, I value the people of God. Brother Tony, because your life that you have brought to this church makes this church better. And Brother Garcia, the experiences that you have experienced in life make this body of believers better. And Gidget and Randy, likewise, every one of us come together. We are weaving the strands together of the itchy grass to make something productive that you can make your way across a cavity or a canyon to get to the other side. But if you zoom back out before they start to build that bridge, it starts with one blade of grass one blade the great Niagara Falls I've had the privilege of visiting and the millions of gallons of water that cascade over the Niagara Falls there on the Canadian and the US line all starts with one drop but what makes the great Niagara Falls one of the seven wonders of the world is when those little drops come together And they become a force to be reckoned with. The energy and the power and the roar, the cascading of water coming down is a bunch of little bitty drops coming together that makes the Niagara Falls strong and magnificent. My friend, we are the same thing in that manner. When we bring our lives together, broken and tattered and battered and upset and darkened past, when we bring those together and God steps in and he washes us white as snow and our sins are washed, away it makes us stronger together that we can climb any mountain we can go through any adversity we can weather any bad news but we have to be together so yes we are stronger in God together when we talk about the strength we must talk about mighty God as our source of our strength he is our strength The Apostle Paul understood this very well when he famously wrote in Philippians 4 and 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens 
me. Paul was talking about finding contentment in every circumstance. But the bigger picture was he was describing the reliance on the sufficiency of Jesus Christ rather than himself. You see, Paul wrote and understood that Christ was his life. We are stronger in God. I am not stronger in myself. I am not stronger in my marriage. I bring those things to the house of God. And when I put my strength and my faith in God, Brother John, then everything that makes up the Tom Durant's world becomes stronger. It doesn't just work with me, but it works with you. Why? Because God loves everybody. His love has no ending, and his love has no boundaries. And so whatever your name is, wherever your household is, whatever it represents today, please understand this, that you are stronger in God. So we are stronger together. We are actually stronger in weakness. How does that make sense? When we are weak, we are strong? It's a very good question. But Paul writes about some of the problems of an ongoing trial or challenge that he had to continually face. The Bible doesn't give us an exact definition of what maybe troubled Paul. But he, re- he related it to as a weakness, a struggle, something he wished he could get rid of. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul describes his, pa- his problem as a thorn stuck in his side. It's a nagging pain that won't go away. This is the paradox of the Christian life. It's a different way. It's a revolutionary way of living and looking at life that as the little ropes come together, the process proves that we are greater together under stress. Again, go back to the bridge there. How many of you, if you knew that was man-made with no materials and no ingenuity and just somebody with their hands and their feet, and it all started with a blade of grass, how many of you would go running across that bridge to the other side? When we took a group of people, Brother Gustavo, down to Costa Rica. I used to say Costa Rico, but I've gotten better in Costa Rica. They had what they call was hanging bridges. And it was suspended, and they would weave back and forth. And they were made by men and machinery and materials. And even with that, my wife was scared to go across the hanging bridge. Why? Because it's hanging. Well, you are not the first. They didn't just build this today. Oh, Sister Durant is here. We better build her a bridge. She might want. No, no, this has been my wife. I know for sure my wife would never even go across this bridge. Why? Because of the fabric it's constructed of, her faith and all the little blades of grass. But I would say, you know what? You have a good point if you're talking about a few blades of grass. But what makes this so profoundly different is those blades of grass, Tony, are all woven together to make a rope to make a knot, and then they take the three and they braid those together and they replace it every year, maybe as a safety precautionary that the grass doesn't get brittle and it begin to break away. But what are you trying to say? I'm simply trying to say that even if we have weakness, that we are stronger together in our weakness. How many among us have gone through valleys and setbacks and just a phone call from a family member in the middle of the night or a phone call from a doctor's office from the laboratory and it rocked your world and said, you know what, I'm feeling reek right now. I don't have much faith. My religion has been hammered by this situation, but you know what? I have a church and I have a prayer team and I have a pastor and I have a word of God. And if greater is he that is in me is going to come to play, I got to get to the house of God. Why? Because I'm stronger in my weakness when I'm around the people of God. Mm. 
So yes, you may feel weak this morning, but in a paradox of thoughts, you can actually be strong. Why? Because you're among us. You're among the people of God. And you can tie around us a heavy load or clip a rock onto you. And we can tie you together with us and we can climb. And we can scale mountains and we can scale rocks. And you realize that that rope is a woven fabric of what started out to be a few hairs or strands. With any rope, you don't really realize <coughs> the value of a rope until you need to stress the rope. How many of us have ropes in our garages? How many of us maybe would have a rope in our trunk for maybe we're stranded to be towed? And you don't realize the value of that until you test its strength against an adverse situation. What are you saying, sir? I'm simply saying this. I don't think we all realize the value of the church until it's till we test that against a bad situation in our life, till we test that against a dark situation in our life. But I'm here to tell somebody, whether you're in person with me or you're streaming online with our broadcast, that we are stronger in our weakness because we have a body of believers that can help us get through situations that maybe we don't understand and we don't have the strength, but we are stronger when we pull our resources together so yes my message is entitled stronger together and we are stronger when we come together so yes there is some validity in my thoughts together is where Christ is magnified he strengthens as we come and the rally and cry from one another Thank you to the praise and the music team for bringing our thoughts into captivity. Thank you for all that participated in this service to help me get in tune with the voice of God as we come together and we lift up our hands. On any given week, my friend, something could happen good and something could happen bad. We don't want anything to happen bad, but we can't predict this week, and I'm not really a doomsday preacher, but all I'm saying is there's been a few days in my life that I've gotten some bad news that rocked my world. There's been a few days in my life that I've gotten a phone call that I stood there petrified and I could not even speak because of what they were telling me. You never know what is going to happen in life, but I do know something that is constant and that is every day that I trust in God and I believe in God and I belong to a church. Why? Because we are stronger together and I am well fortified and protected in the house of God. And can you shout amen? amen. Each of us is a single part of the woven together like a rope, like that bridge into a much stronger unit to support one another and a function of the hands and feet of God's church upon this earth. We are made to be together. That's the way the early church was. They were together. They pulled together to make sure that their basic needs were met in Acts. They used their skills. They used their abilities. They used their resources to accomplish the work of God that God had given them to spread his love, to spread his power to the rest of the world. But I think it's easy for us in America to, dis to dismiss the original Christian way of life as just a great history story. I think our American culture often gets in the way of our understanding and realization of what togetherness really means. In reality, wolves are pack animals who live and die together with 
very organized social structures. structures. In a pack, each wolf has a different role, and each one does it to keep a part of the pack alive and thriving. As I kind of studied the concept of a pack, a pack of wolves, I realized that they hunt together, and wolves eat together. They mark their territory together, and they protect their homes together. They look out for each other. They know that what is good for the pack is good for each individual animal. And studies have shown that only about 15% of the wolves go it alone. That's where they get the phrase, a lone wolf, often referred to in a terrorist act as a lone wolf. They drift it off. But usually if a wolf drifts off, maybe it's sick or it's weak or it's driven out of the pack, but a lingering of a wolf in a relationship, they run and they move together in the wilderness and they feed the community together. We humans are a lot like wolves from the moment we were born. We need human interaction. As humans, we belong together. We are drawn together. We are still drawn together using technology to seek connection. How many of us in this pandemic has probably spent a little too much screen time on technology? How many of you watched everything that's streaming on Netflix in the last six months? How many of you have watched everything that Hulu is streaming or ESPN? How many of you have checked your Facebook profiles more than you normally do? Why? Because it's technology and maybe it's the desire to be connected to the outside world of your life. That's my point. That's what I'm making. Connection and relationship aren't just a luxury for us. They are a need. And no matter what happens in this world, we find ways to connect. They are hardwired into the fabric of who we are and the nature of our universe, of how God has put us together. And he says that one shall leave his family and have a spouse, and they too shall become one. The desire to have a relationship, the desire to create a family, the desire to live life together, the desire to have fun together, the experience of being accepted and the experience of belonging is a part of who we are and how God has put us together. And even if you're not convinced that it's a God thing, I think most of us would agree that people like being around people. There are a few hermits and lone rangers and lone wolves in life, but not normally. Those people are a little eccentric. One of the most famous lone rangers, lone wolves, was a mathematician living in a cabin in Montana. Eccentric. Weird, off the grid. I'm here to tell you, my friend, that's not normal for humanity. We like people. We like to be around the action. We like to hear things. We like to be involved. And yes, we like to be heard because it's the way God put us together. And even if you have life figured out or you do not have life figured out, that does not negate the fact that we need to be connected. We need to be tethered. We need to be woven together with somebody, something, because a life left alone is a boring life. And so I say again, we are stronger together. I'm not sure about your days, my friend, but I, my days are filled with I love my church. I love the people of this church. We start tomorrow, it's been advertised, or next Sunday rather, on a series, a four-part series for the month of October of I love 
my church. What is the church? Why do you love the church? What value does it bring to my life? How can I leverage this in my life on earth? My friend, I'm just telling you, be here next Sunday as I start a brand new series of I Love My Church. But there's something about being accepted. There's something about being belonged. The beautiful thing about the church is they are accepting, they are inclusive to every human being upon this earth. So if you're streaming this morning and you're watching me or even in an archive format or live here in person, no matter your past, no matter your mistakes, no matter your decisions, decisions, no matter how you may feel, this church is a loving church. Why? Because God is love. He went to Calvary for everybody. Everybody deserves to be happy. Everybody deserves to be saved. Everybody deserves to be, hello somebody. Everybody deserves to be content. Everybody deserves to enjoy life. And when God is in the middle of that, my friend, it's easy to say, I love my church. I love my life. I love the things of God. I, mm, help me somebody. So a little shout out promotion. Be with us next Sunday and see exactly the value of a church. So in four weeks, if you're not sure if you love church, it's my profound obligation to help you love church with four attempts on a Sunday in October. And I think I'm going to be able to do it. I feel good in my spirit. But let's talk for a minute here about Stronger Together. About the acceptance of who you are. That we find in our weakness that we are stronger together as God fills us with his life and his power. When we come together, we experience the power of the Spirit that is within us. Why we bring it together. It's what I would call spiritual synergy. And we are much stronger when we unite. We've all been living through some of the most trying times in recent history of our nation and our world. And for many of us, our individual lives and our family have been tested and in a pressurized situation. How do I move forward? How do I process and reconcile where I am today? If nothing else, COVID-19, the COVID-19 pandemic has exposed our weaknesses along with our need for each other. Our need for each other. Even if you don't like to admit it, I'm here to declare that we need each other. You see, the value of us together is we're not all down at the same time. We're not all going through valleys at the same time. We're not all burdened at the same time. So some among us are having great weeks, and some among us are having stressful weeks. Some among us are worried. Some among us are excited. You see, that's the value of the cord, as the writer said, that's woven together. If this cord might be weak, this cord is strong. This cord is strong. Or maybe these cords are weak and this cord is somewhere in the context of a body of believers. Brother Tony, there is always someone that's strong. And there is always someone that's on their knees. And there's always someone that's travailing and there's always someone that's fasting, and there's always somebody on the mountaintop. Conversely, there's always someone in the valley, and there's always someone in a dark spot. 
But if you're not together, you are only subject to the area where you are at without the influence of the rest of the body of Christ. If you live on the mountaintop, Sister Anna, 24-7, you got me. But what about when that mountaintop turns into a storm? Roll the clock back to August of 1979. I'm working in a print shop in downtown San Diego, which is now called Little Italy. I'm in the back in production. And I get paged, I got a phone call, which is kind of unusual because I'm at work. So it's line one for you. I have no idea. Hello? And the voice that came to me on my phone was simply this. Did you hear your aunt was just killed? Renee, I remember I froze. I can still picture my jaw opening, Brother Gustav. I, I can't process it. I just saw her Sunday at church. And I stood there and I, the receptionist looked at me. I couldn't even explain, I couldn't talk. August 29th, I can rattle off just like that. Grandma Rosie changed my life forever. 1979, I know where I was. I think it was the first, first death in our family, tragic. August 29th will never be the same for me. Although it's been, what, I don't know, 43 years, I still know where I was when I got the phone call and who they were talking about. All I'm saying, life swings both ways. And I realize the value of a family, a church family, because that day has been etched into my spirit forever. And I think all of us, Brother Gustavo, have stories of a loved one, of a call from a doctor's office. But most of the time we don't live there and I'm not preaching doomsday. All I'm saying, we all live at different levels and it's fluid. Maybe things are great this month. I say, write it as long as you can, my friend. But stay together with us. Because if you're on a mountaintop, I might need you to encourage me because I might have got a situation in my life that I don't feel like I'm on the mountaintop. If I can get this mantra down that we're stronger together, if those two words can be etched into my spirit, then I can do anything in this life with the help of God. I think if I flip this over, I would probably say we're weaker apart. But I'm preaching about stronger together. So wherever you are in life, my friend, right now, I want you to consider your connectivity to the body of Christ. Have you been woven together with somebody that you know somebody that you love, somebody that you care for, 
Or maybe there's somebody on the periphery of your life that you need to kind of loop around with your rope and teach them that, hey, we're stronger together. Come on back to God. Come on back to church. Come on, let me help you find your way back. Life's getting rough. We have a great church. I love my church. But if I just leave it out, I love my church, that seems a little selfish because there's a lot of other people that need to know how great God is. And when they realize how great God is, they realize how great the church is. I'm partial to this one. I think this is a great church. And great churches make great families. And to be honest with you, my friend, as a pastor here, this church makes me a better person. The connectivity and expectation at times could be a positive peer pressure. But I still know we're stronger together. You can't convince me otherwise. I've lived long enough. I'm 60 years old. I've lived long enough, Brother John, to say, you know what? There is no doubt we are stronger together. And I'm not jeopardizing that in my life forever or ever or ever. If you're able to stand with us this morning, could you do that? I'm going to pray for us and I'm going to ask God to just take those woven threads of your life Maybe some of the threads in your life are a little frayed and tattered. Maybe the ends are split and it doesn't look new. But I'm telling you, listen to me. I serve a God and I know a God that makes all things new. He makes all things new. And you can never disqualify yourself that God's love can't bring you and restore you back together. You can never disqualify. That's humanly biblical impossible to disqualify yourself. And you can be a part of the threads that God is weaving for this church and his body of believers. I'm going to conclude and maybe I can take about five or six of you up here if you want to pray. Just social distance. I know things are different. I'm doing my best to keep it apostolic and pray for us. But I'm asking that this service will speak to where you are And as you join us next Sunday, a brand new series one of I Love My Church, that a new revelation will come together. And in the course of October, as we explore our church, that you become stronger with us. And another layer and another twine, another cord, another blade of grass is put on that rope. And it strengthens and strengthens and strengthens and strengthens. Heavenly Father, in your name. Lord, as we conclude this service, I pray an anointing upon every mind, heart, soul, and spirit. I pray that the Spirit of God and angels would descend upon this house, God, because you make us stronger, you make us better, you make us more holy, God. We cannot serve you by ourselves, God. We cannot run this race alone, God. We cannot figure out things in isolation. But I pray that the Spirit of God will rest upon this house and those that are streaming and that a fresh anointing, a breath of fresh air, a word of encouragement, God, would love somebody back to the house of God, would love somebody back to the fold, would love somebody back to a body of believers, God, and strengthen us together in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. 
You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.